you for rejoining us. Um, this is Opinionated as Fuck. I am Pretty Little Danny. I'm joined by my cute host, Miss Morgan. And there is a lot to unpack here. We had a lot of conversation off air, and I'm so glad that we can now have it on air so that we can find out if you feel the same way that we feel about these dead skins. Yes, that's right. You have heard me. I said dead skins. We asked you earlier this week, after the poor performance the Redskins displayed against the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football, if you thought that Gruden would start Haskins, and not only did it come true, a lot of you were right, 54%. I agree. I thought that he should have been put in. I'm a little discouraged because although I wanted to see this kid come in and play, I truly, truly do not want him to play under his coach that I have despised since he signed a contract with us. I do not believe in him. I do not believe in his um coaching of placing his offense on the players instead of playing his players within the offense and working with their strengths. Mm. Um, I'm glad to see that there was a definitive decision made, but that was only to be debunked after the game when he decided to say that he doesn't know who he's going to play against the New England Patriots. So there's a lot of drama going around in D.C., a lot of it surrounding Jay Gruden and if he will um, still be with us this season, in the middle of the season, at the end of the season, and um, I will repeat again because I say this a lot. I'm ready to see him go. He can take his defensive coordinator friend Greg Minuski with him, the GM Bruce Allen, if he'd like to take him with him too. I think that Haskins deserves to be developed with the coach that believes in him, and I truly don't feel that Gruden does, um, especially with the conversation they had after the press conference today. He just didn't sound he didn't sound thrilled to be coaching this guy. You know what I mean? It's his first NFL start. Um, he clearly did not look prepared as most starters or excuse me, most backups aren't because they don't take much, um, reps with the first team, but I really don't feel like this team. Um, I feel like this team has given up under Jake Rubin pretty much point blank period. Was not only that they've given up, they've completely given up with no hope in sight. Like there's no, oh, we're preparing for next season. Oh, we are just, you know, it's practice for Haskins. It's none of that right now. It's just, we just standing around on the field, looking around, twiddling our thumbs and we don't know what the fuck. <laughs> like that's the best way I could put it. Um, in terms of watching this team, I was completely invested week one, week two, you know, in conference, um, games, very important games. And then, like you said, with Chicago, we spoke about this off air. You know, it might not be completely in conference, but um, it's... Spider-Man jumps off the building. Levi, I need you to get out of my room. Yes, he does, but you don't. Okay? Okay. Pretend to be Spider-Man outside of my room. (laughs) Thank you. Love you. Say bye. Girl, see what I'm saying? I can't get a a moment. You think I get a moment? I can't get a moment. Apparently, we got to cut in and um, figure out whether or not Spider-Man jumps off the buildings or not. (laughs) Shit. Levi, at this rate, my son can coach better than Jay Gruden. He knows Spider-Man jumps off buildings. Jay Gruden doesn't even know what his players are doing. He doesn't even know what's going on. Um, but no, seriously, like, there's no real hope in sight. Like, I've been on, I've you know, as an athlete, and I'm, you know, I'm sure people will use the term loosely or relatively for me because I was a cheerleader. But as an athlete, 
You know, you got to have a game plan. We go into competition knowing you got to know who your competition is, meaning you have had to study them. You have had to, you know, and and then not, not only that, you know, what is your game plan against your competition? How have they won? How have they had success in the past? How will you get, how will you gain that success? How will you win? How, go, just even going in. And then you got to execute on that plan. They're, they're, I don't think they got a plan. I don't think they've got anything to execute on. And then even after the fact, they're not, it doesn't seem as if they're regrouping. It just seems like everybody's like, okay, well, you know, hit the showers and then go home. Like I would be curious, seriously, to sit there and be a fly on the wall and watch how, um, you know, meetings, practice, film, all these sessions go with this 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 organization because there is no cohesiveness within the organization, at least when it comes to the back office. We're talking about on the field. I don't see it. And like you said, the team, um, the it's it's very evident, it's very clear that no one respects Jay Gruden. The fans don't. The media doesn't because the questions that they're asking him, he don't got no answers to. So they're not even trying to set him up for success. They're not even trying to help him. And he's not trying to help himself. He doesn't believe in himself. The only person I know that believes in Jay Gruden is his wife. Because she will get on the gram week after week and say that they're going to win with a smile on her face and a, and a, and a Redskins jersey on her back as if she is really convinced. And I've, you know, I've been around cheerleaders and I've seen it. And she's the only person that is actually truly convinced. He's not even convinced. So as far as Haskins is concerned, um, I don't think Gruden deserves Haskins. I don't think that uh, Gruden, I feel like if anything, Gruden will probably ruin a boy's career if he, um, at, at the rate that he's playing and the loose, the looseness of his, of his plays, of his, uh, oh, I don't, he's just, he's just too, I don't know. Like, it, I know it's not really a phrase, but it's, he's just so. I don't know. I mean, but that's sentiment of what the offense has produced thus far. And I don't know. A, I mean, they don't give you any hope or not even hope. They don't give you any indication that they have prepared thoroughly for the week. I mean, this is a big boy, a grown man sport. I am so sick and tired of the excuses of what preparation you do or you don't do. You are a sixth year coach who I'm surprised has made it this far. This is your first coaching job. You've only been an offensive coordinator to another team that I think the players kind of made you look a little better. I mean, I think I would like to think that he actually believes a little too much in himself. I think this offense he has really forced on this team instead of really working with the players that he has. I mean, I see him convincing himself. He's trying to convince himself. I don't think he's really, he really believes it. I think he's trying to convince himself and trying to make other people believe it, but he don't even believe it. I don't, well, I mean, maybe I'm just, and I, and, and then I'm not the best person to ask anymore, to be completely honest. And I know this is only episode two y'all, but I'm checked TF out like I'm checked the fuck out this to um um the the game against the Giants like come on bro I'm just I mean it looks like every other game they've played this season where they've literally come out in the I mean outside of the Philly game where they came out um and you know the uh, first quarter I believe the Cowboys game where they came out you know really looking like they wanted to score I mean they we have seen less and less of that as the weeks have gone in 
I feel we will see even less of that um, coming in the Sunday's game against the New England Patriots because at that point, I mean, can you really expect to put up any huge numbers against that team? And their defense is lights out. So can you really expect to score on a defense like that when you've had an opportunity? I mean, outside of the Redskins, the Giants have to be, you know, between them and the Jaguars, one of the worst teams in the NFL. And they were managed to put 24 points up on the board. I mean, this is looking like one of the worst skins teams I have seen. One of the worst coach skins teams I have seen in my years of watching. I'm really disappointed. But as you said, I mean, the emotional attachment that I normally had with them is totally gone for some reason. I have checked out in a sense where I'm going to continue to watch because I just want to see the the development. And it's almost like that drama. Of what, what development? Next. What development? I mean, what, what the development of what happens next? Like what's going on now in this story? I mean, because it's a soap opera. I mean, who doesn't want to see, you know, this is love and hip hop football for me, you know? Because I feel exactly what you're saying. It's just can crazy we really that expect you expect to see a, 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 a real pull through from this. I mean, yeah, it's not over. You're absolutely right. Cause it's any given Sunday. But there's not one fan. I'm, I mean, I'll say this. I think there's more fans that have already believed that we're done. Either we might as well tank the season or give Haskins the key to the, to the, to the ship and let's see what he's working with. That would hopefully give Jade the boot and then we can talk about our future. Our future as um, Washingtonians is the Washington Mystics. That's the best we got. Okay. (laughs) Because right now they are, you know, in the playoffs. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, I was going to say, that's the best we got. And the sad thing is, that's the best I got on them. Like, I mean, I think the Nationals are in the wild card of the playoffs. That's right. That's right. You're right. But I'm not even going, let me tell you something. I've been following MLB for a, so many years. And this is the one year without Bryce Harper that I'm like, okay, let me just, you know, take a seat back and step back. And from what I heard and what I seen, it was a flu, but Hey, we in, but that's how that's DC teams. That's how we do. We get that. Oh, we in. Okay. What are we going to do? And then don't do nothing. But let me I mean, not, let me not like say that because the, the, um, the Nats actually, oh, you know, beating up on the Indians and, uh, it, it, it's, it's working out. It's working out. They've actually, um, that's a really good series. They've, um, beat up on them a few times. And not only that, uh, the caps, the caps not looking too bad, you know, at the start of their season too. So, so that means we're looking for the cap, the, excuse me, Lord, we're looking for the Redskins and the Wizards to like, complete this Washington <laughs> sports team and show us some success this year. The Redskins are pretty much out. So I guess we'll have to put all of our arms against the Wizards this year. Mystics. I'm not really into, you know, I'm kind of. So here's the thing. I want to just put this out there because I've it's been on my heart to say it. And now that I'm on another platform, I just want to put this out there. I have actually said before that I don't know why the Mystics don't. And it's not the Mystics. Let me take that back. I said the WNBA, why it's not marketable. And I said, well, maybe they should be out there. They're not going to be out there dunking. And this was before the Brittany Griner days. So just to give you some perspective, I was like, well, they're not going to be out there dunking. So maybe their best bet is to throw something, you know, sexy on. Mind you, I'm coming from an era and a time and a sport of cheerleading where our thing is stop and shake. Jump, 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 look cute. You know what I mean? So I felt like, why can't we incorporate some of that in the WNBA 
And if you lower the basket just a little bit, just a hair, so that we could get some of those NBA theatrics like the dunking and stuff like that. But now these girls, let me just step back and say, okay, y'all got it. All right. <laughs> like <laughs> y'all got it mouth closed let me shut up let me fix what I'm saying and you know my apologies because we we are in the you know the time where you got to apologize for some stuff you done said 10 years ago so let me apologize for suggesting especially you know with everything that's going on with the Me Too movement I've had my own situations not going to get too much into that but again I don't think you have to over sexualize sports in order for it to be successful. And the mystics are in a sense, because I was going to say they're not, they still not selling out seats. Um, but they are, they, you know, they're, it's still a young league. That's the other thing you got to remember. Like WNBA is so young, you know what I mean? Like, so there's still time and there's time for women. There's time for women in female sports. But you know what I would like to see? I would love to see like a trend. I don't know when this would start in this, you know, who could kind of start this trend. But if we could get like some, because I think this is a co-ed issue. So if we could get male entertainment or male entertainment, meaning artistry, let me make myself clear. (laughs) Um, Any male sports players, you know, who have a big brand and a big name for like, you know, example, like a LeBron, maybe not necessarily him, but who could endorse on the marketing side? Because you make a good point. I mean, how else can you fill up these seats? These women are playing, if not better than some of their counterparts. Like, again, the Mystics are looking A1, while the Wizards are probably going to miss another playoffs this season. Sorry to say. But how? What, what, I, if I, we could I, strategize I, how Jay-Z and Rock Nation kind of doing their deal with the NFL and bringing an entertainment experience that's more inclusive of everyone, especially representative of the players that are playing it, I would like to see some of that in the WNBA. I can't say that I'm a fan of it. I just, I didn't grow up watching it. So, so I mean, to be completely honest, I've actually suggested this in the past and it's kind of like cliche, but you remember when you was in high school and they used to play the girls game before the boys game, or it was like JV and then varsity. Like we need, I don't know who's selling out arenas. So and I wonder, too, whether or not the Lakers would actually sell out, or, you know, I don't see people going to games, period. I mean, you got your big games, you know, like for me back in the day, obviously, it was like the Lakers and the Celtics. You know, I, I was an old school Celtics fan. That's the other thing I had to realize that I'm not the fan that I used to be. First of all, the Wizards, no baby, no, no. I love my home teams, like, but they have not done anything to really get me in that mood to be like, okay, let me really come out and support them outside of, oh, my cousin on the other side, on the other team playing, he coming in town. <laughs> let me support him. Oh yeah, Rodney Magruder. Okay. You know, at the time he was playing for Miami. Now he's playing with the Clippers and I'm looking like, woo, now that, there's a reason to go to LA. There's a reason to watch. You know, he's got a decent deal. This was his first major deal. And then he's also going over there with, um, come on, help me out. Help me out. With Kawhi Leonard. Yes. Kawhi Leonard. And uh, PG. Paul Paul George. George. Yes. Yes. So that should be fascinating to watch. But other than that, outside of that, really, I'm talking about the whole league. Um, Snooze Fest. And I think they know it, too, because they're actually in talks to have um, less games. 
They they did more numbers the year that they had the lockout than they did in the last, I don't want to say decade, not combined, but, you know, but I don't want to say hold me to that, but they've done more numbers. They did more viewership numbers the year that they had the lockout than in the last five years. I mean, I think that's because there's a lot of more dominance on just certain teams. I mean, you, I feel like now we're kind of coming into a little bit more balance. Um, I wasn't mad at that Kawhi shift to make sure that you didn't pile on to make Lakers and pretty much the Warriors the end-all, be-all in the West. I mean, the East kind of has, what, Sixers, the Bucks, some new, newer talent coming. Um, but we're, I feel like we're in the middle of like a generational uh, like shift. You know what I mean? Where how we watch basketball, I feel like it's different than how I see like younger people watching basketball, like what they're looking at and their expectations and what they're, you know, excites them about the game is a little different. And then are they really watching it? Is anyone, like you said, is anyone really watching it? Like, I know I used to be glued to the TV. I still am. But I'm I'm only one person. I'm not, I'm not as invested as I used to be. And part of that, I'm just, you know, we could say, oh, She's just, oh, she's, she works a lot. Oh, she's a mom, but I'm also a mom of boys. So explain to me, you know, I could be sitting there watching it with them, but I'd much rather, um, I don't know, do a podcast. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, maybe, you know, go out to dinner with them or cook dinner for them and then sit and talk about their day. We don't get me wrong. We'll watch video. I mean, we'll see, we'll play video games. Don't get me wrong. We will watch games, but we're not as invested in the seasons. Like, okay, guys, it's Sunday. It's one o'clock. This game is coming on. And maybe that's also because we're a house divided. My stepson, he likes the Eagles. My husband is a Dallas fan. I'm a, I'm, I'm a, you know, a hometown uh, Redskins fan with a, with a Ravens back <laughs> and, and, and my, and my, and my infant child or my, uh, my toddler rather, he, he just, he just screaming for whoever's screaming right now. So I think, and, but I think right now he's the Redskins, but when he grows up, he going to realize, you know what I'm saying? He's going to come to terms and he going to select his own team. So with all of that being said, I don't know. And I'm not seeing that people have been that invested in the teams. I'm not seeing the, um, the, the arena selling out at least here, like they used to. And I don't really know what to make of it, but other than the fact that DC teams, which we've always known, success. we, we suck. We've always known that <laughs> this, this has been something that we, you know, we suck. So yeah, I think the Redskins fans are finally coming. I think we're finally getting there. We're like, you know what? We don't even have enough fight in us to like go back and forth with other other fans because like, you're not even a hater at this point. I mean, we are lit. Our get our um, record is clearly an indication of the fact that we're not a good team. I mean, I, I literally had the nerve to go to the Bears game on Monday night. Um, I want every penny back of that game. Like I've never mm-hmm. felt so um, violated. <laughs> I mean, there were so many Bears fans for a second. I thought I was in Chicago. I mean, we are. I feel like we are seeing some of our worst days here. Because not only are seats not being filled up, the seats that are being filled up are being filled up with other fans. I mean, can it get any worse than that? So I actually spoke with someone about that, why 
And it's because there is no, you know, like you said, like we're, we're lacking loyalty. Um, we're finally coming to terms as real Redskins fans and we're not buying the tickets because we already know, you know, we from here. We already know what's up. But it's the people who are coming in town. They're coming in town. Let's say it's a Dallas fan who's from, I don't know, Morgantown, West Virginia. Well, that fan, because let's be clear, Morgantown, West Virginia, that's West Virginia is a whole market. Virginia, that's Virginia and West Virginia, two states right there that don't have football teams. They get to pick and choose who they're going to root for, right? Right then and there. So they can come in town and watch us play against the, the Steelers. They can watch us play against their team, you know, well, whoever their team is. That's what's happening. We're getting more support for the opposing side. <laughs> yeah, man. So it'll be interesting to see how this season unfolds. Of course, you'll hear more of our ranting and raving about the Redskins, Deadskins, and your Baltimore Ravens. But it was good to see Hassan's get in there. I think we're going to have to just go through the growing pains with him. Um, whether Jay lives to see another day in this organization, maybe by the next time you hear our voices, that answer will be no. But we thank you for tuning in. My name is Pretty Little Danny. You can find me at Pretty Little Danny, P-R-E-T-T-Y-L-I-L-D-A-N-N-I. And my co-host, you can find her at Miss Morgan, M-I-S-S-M-O-R-G-Y-N. You can find our pages at Facebook, Opinionated, spelled that shit out. AF or as fuck. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at opinion underscore AF. And join us next time where we share our opinion. We share yours when we run into you through the polls. All of that because you know everybody got opinion about something. 